going on everybody? Stefan Coons here and I am the CEO of Pursuit Health and Performance. Welcome to the Pursuit Health and Performance podcast. I have Coach Mike on here with us. Hey, what's up, man? Hello, everybody. <laughs> what's up? So if you don't know Coach Mike, he is, uh, he's been on a couple uh, different episodes, but he's one of our coaches at Pursuit. He's actually our head coach in person in Gilbert, Arizona. But if you don't know who we are, we do uh, uh, online training mostly, right? In what are we in like 27, 28 different states right now. So kind of all over America. Um, so that's kind of our, our meat and potatoes, but we do hybrid training um, in Gilbert, which is a mix of online and in-person and it's pretty badass. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk to you guys about sleep, right? So um, real quick though, before I dive in, so it, if you struggle with sleep, don't go anywhere. But I do have a favor to ask you. If you could like, comment, subscribe, share, all the things on social media, I would really appreciate it. And definitely just tell somebody about our podcast, okay? By the end of this, if you feel like we're it's we're worth it, we would love a five-star review. You can give one right now if you've listened to other episodes, but that definitely helps our rating on the podcast. Um, so that's my ask and my plug. So real quick though, I, I this is a question to ask yourself, okay? Whatever you're doing, just literally just think about this. If you're driving, be careful. So do you sleep good? Well, let's just define what a good night's sleep is. So like, I'll just tell you my personal opinion because I'm not a sleep expert, although I am doing a certification on sleep, stress, and recovery right now. So then I will be more legit. But I'm not, I mean, there's people that are like sleep doctors, right? And, and experts. So I'm just going to tell you what I feel like a good night's sleep is. So for me, I feel like a good night's sleep. I have good night's sleeps when I fall asleep pretty quick, right? I'd say probably within 15 minutes, right? You're like pretty tired. If you ever worked all day long and you're like, man, I'm exhausted. And you're like, man, I fell asleep. But you also slept through the night, so you didn't wake up a lot, not a lot of tossing and turning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I would say, you know, you wake up and when the alarm goes off, you're like, eh, I could, I could get up. You know, like it's, it would be ideal if you're like, ah, oh, it's great. But if you wake up like me at 5.30 a.m., I'm like, I'm up. Like that's, that's what I would consider an optimal thing. Oh, I'm up. Like I'm not happy to be up, but like I'm up. There's not this grogginess and this like, I need to hit the snooze alarm where your body's like, please sleep more. That's not a good night's sleep. So I'm going to tell you what I do to get a good night's sleep just so you guys can be like, oh, I haven't tried that. I want to implement that. And then we're going to break down a little bit of the science, but we're also going to talk about what is wrong with society and what's wrong is we're actually under physically stimulated and overly mentally stimulated, which you could probably guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they've taken recess out of, uh, of schools. Well, my son's 12. He barely gets a recess. When I was in middle school, we had like an hour recess, dude, right? Um, and then as you get older in high school, I don't even think you have a, a recess, right? You just have like a lunch break. Gym. Yeah, and like <laughs> gym, it was a joke. And that's an elective. So in my high school... And I graduated in 2010. Yes, I'm kind of young, or maybe to some of you listening to this, super old. But I, I know for me, they, I took weight training class and all that, but it was not mandatory. And we just had a lunch, and some kids just sat around. So physical activity was low, and that was back in 2010. So it's even wor- way, way worse today with social media yeah. and technology. So, a um, couple things. Let me go back to my night's sleep. So I get a good night's sleep. And these are practices that I am not perfect at, okay, even as a coach, but this is what I try. Number one, when I first wake up, I try to get, like, not have caffeine within 90 minutes. That's probably the one I fail the most, okay? 
Uh, I try to not have caffeine with, within 90 minutes because you have these things called adenosine receptors and you basically need them to just like get regulated in the morning. If you have caffeine basically right away, um, and it's not like an exact science, like, oh, at the 90 minute mark. But if you have caffeine, usually within the first, first 30 minutes, that's when you have those like mid-morning crashes. That happened to me this morning, right? Now, what when I don't have those, and this is what I do, I actually wake up, I walk, right? I usually take my dogs on a walk. If I have time, I'll take them on a 30 or 40 minute walk. So not just down the block and back. It's like a mile, a little over a mile loop. I usually put on a 20 or 30 pound weighted vest. So I'm getting a workout too, because I live in Arizona and it's flat. And the reason I walk outside and not on a treadmill is because you also need to start your circadian rhythm, which is your sleep cycle. And if your eyes see light, right, you start that, which is really important because as humans, this is why we get more tired in the winter when it's dark. As humans, we we actually have these cells. And, I, you know, I wish I knew more like about, I, I can't say the exact name of them, but you have these cells in your body um, that basically activate the, the, the circadian sleep cycle, your circadian rhythm, which is your sleep cycle. And exposure makes you sleepy at night because it's like, oh, you've started your day and now the countdown happens, right? And just like at, when nighttime hit, hits in the winter, because I know when I was in college, I drive back home at 5.30 and I was so tired. It was yep. black. And I'm like, the fact that I have to go home and do like three hours of homework, it was miserable. During the summer, it stayed light till like 8.30. It wasn't that bad. I actually wasn't tired. So I know you guys know when the when the holidays change and, and the winter, you know, winter comes and falls comes, you get more tired. So you and why? Still 24 hours. Might be doing the same thing. Like the the sunlight and the weather plays a role. So I do that. I go back for my walk. And then usually by then I've been up for about an hour. Um, and then I usually have my coffee on the way to work. So it's not always perfect, but that's just kind of what I do. And then the other thing I do is I make sure I get at least 60 minutes of vigorous activity. Now, yes, sometimes on my rest days, I don't get in vigorous activity, but then I still try to walk. And I think those are three things that, that I, I think that I can, I know I can do, I can, you know, make sure that, that I'm not messing up on the, you know, they're pretty, for me, they're pretty easy. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot more things, but I don't, I don't want you guys to get confused. Because I think people get stressed out. They're like, oh, do that and don't eat before bed and blah, blah, blah. And there's like all these rules and don't look at your phone before bed. And like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just worry about the big things. The big things are you need to physically exert yourself. You need to get sunlight first thing in the morning. Try to have movement wake you up instead of caffeine at first. Cause I'm, I'm going to have coffee every day. I love coffee. So you're still going to have coffee, but just hold off, which I know is hard, but your body will get used to it. Um, and then. And then, yeah, I mean, those are basically the th things. What do you do? I don't know what you're... So I'm probably a horrible is. example for uh, <laughs> sleep, but uh, I'm on some weird caveman-type schedule, So, and I read some studies, and I'm going to just stick with them for the rest of my life. I sleep twice a day. Like, that's just the way I, I roll. Um, I work, I have clients early in the morning, and then I have some odd gaps sometimes between uh, night shift and a morning shift, and I want to be energetic for my nighttime clients. So I like to take naps during the day. So if I don't sleep as much, I try to get like at least six to eight hours of sleep, but sometimes I'm like wired from doing too much physical activity, which is yeah, another can. thing we could talk about. But uh, just from, I do a lot all day, every day. I'm on my feet like nonstop, lifting weights, putting plates away, working out myself, working out other people. Um, so I kind of like sometimes wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and I like go around, scope out, maybe eat, eat something. <laughs> 
horrible advice. Right? Don't do this. But uh, that's just what I've been doing for a long time. It's another thing like we could talk about is like a routine. That's my routine, and it works for me. I would never. I like to eat late at night. Like I, I fast all day. I eat two giant dinners when I come home, and that's my thing. I get up at three o'clock in the morning, make sure everything's good to go, then I go back to sleep. It might, I might be up for a half hour, but I, I, I have definitely broken up sleep. But it doesn't affect my performance. That's the thing. Like I've become accustomed to that. And that's just the way that I operate. Some of the studies I was reading was saying that um, back in the day, like thousands of years ago, that was actually a normal occurrence, especially in male populations, because it would be like, hey, you make sure your family's asleep. You get up at like three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're still there, not eaten yeah. by wolves or something. You know, make sure the coast is clear. Maybe do a couple things that you didn't want to do in the sunlight because it was too hot or something like things that tasks you could do at night and then go back to sleep. So that's, it's a, I forget what the name is, but it's like a split sleep. That's what I do. I don't expect any, anyone else to do that, but that's what Yeah, no, it's good though. And I wish like I'm somebody, I think my wife's the same where like we can't nap and I, I could, if I'm sick, right. That's a good different story. And I probably could like right now, if I laid down and I just had coffee, I'm pretty tired. I think I could fall asleep in 30 minutes, but this is why I don't even try to nap. Because in the past, I try to nap. You're up. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking about falling asleep, right? And I'm like, type A, go, go, go. So then I start thinking about work and my business and all this other stuff. And then by the time I, if I fall asleep, it's like two minutes and I usually don't, but I rest my eyes and then an hour went by. And then all I think about all day is what I could have got done in that hour. Like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, if you feel me, give a like to this episode because I know that there's other people like that. I talk to them all the time. They're like, dude, I'm the same way. So I wish actually I could nap. I think it's way better. I mean, what do you do? I know what I do. I grab another cup of coffee. Like sometimes when you shouldn't, right? Your body's saying you are tired. You should nap. Um, obviously if you're at work, you can't, but like with our split schedules or whatever, you know, we could nap. So I wish I could do that. But the same thing, you know, this is mostly about physical, physical activity and I'm going to bring it home to, well, let me, let me touch on that first. So you have to find what works for you. I think the biggest thing is, you know, getting outside, getting movement, making yourself physically exerted. That's like number one, mm-hmm. right? Cause you could eat super healthy. You could get your water. You could get, you know, 3000 steps in. And if you're like super stressed and you're on your phone all day and staring at screens, you're going to sleep terrible, right? Versus the other person that's like, I know Mike says like, oh, I'm on my phone up till I go to bed, but he still sleeps pretty good. I mean, I'm getting better about that, you know, and, and there's things phone that I used me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's things that I used to implement, like no phone or TV 90 minutes before bed. And then I'm like, I like TV too much. And yeah. that was just unrealistic for me. I mean, I could do it. I just, I don't want to. Um, so now it's no phone. Cause I do think like right there is different than, you know, a big TV far away. And then I used to read right before bed and reading is super boring to me and it makes me tired and it was perfect. Um, however, I'm, I'm so tired and I, I work 12 to 14 hours most days. Uh, so I'm so mentally and physically drained that I just want to like veg and I sleep great and I fall asleep pretty darn quick. Um, so, but, but what I want to transition into in the last couple of minutes of this episode is how we, how in society you might say, well, I, and this is obviously not for people that have like diagnosed sleep issues, but if you are diagnosed with one, I bet you it's because of this. Now, I understand it's neurological. There's chemical imbalances. I get it. Okay. You know, don't come attack me. But the whole point is you got that way probably for a reason. I mean, did you have a sleep disorders your whole life? Because I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the person that's like, 
yeah, I slept great when I was in my 20s. And then as I got older, yeah, as you got older, your habits became shittier. Like, that's all it is. That's the real truth. You started to drink, you know, have some drinks at night, um, you know, on the weekdays, which alcohol is the worst thing to affect your sleep. You think you're sleeping good when you have a couple of drinks because it makes you tired and you pass out. Your body's literally trying to unpoison itself while it's sleeping and your core temperature raises and you're hot. And I mm. promise you, you're not sleeping good. You're not recovering. So if you're drinking, like having a couple beers to relax, stop. You That is the number one thing to ruin your hormones and your sleep and all that. Sorry, you might hate me, but like guarantee you, guarantee. Another thing is you're not physically exerting yourself good enough. I mean, why, why do you think kids sleep so darn well, right? I mean, we might not have that in the future with taking away all the physical activity. But I know when I was a kid, I was just running around, running around. And there's just, there's so much output and input, right? Like they're learning and discovering and like, especially kindergartners and they'll be in the car on the way home. And they're just like, you know, neck yeah. broken asleep. Why? Because there's so much, there's so much going on. As adults, we go to, we go to work and we sit in our chair and we scroll and we type and yeah, yeah. Some jobs are not like that. And there's some stimulus, but I've had desk jobs like that. And I didn't sleep as well. And, and sleeping during the job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then the only time I would is if I like went to the gym and beat myself up, mm -hmm. right. Or physically exhausted myself. And so, you know, you got to understand that we are a society that is very under physically stimulated. Obviously, if you're like, a, have a laborious job, that's not the, you know, that's not probably the issue. Um, and, and we're overly, um, was it overly mentally stimulated, right? By and most of it's technology, right? We're on our phones looking all day and we're getting this information and there's a new reel and a new reel and we scroll and we scroll and we scroll. And like even talking about it like gives me anxiety. I'm on social media all day long. And some days I like don't feel physically tired, but I'm like so drained. It's like driving. Have you ever driven 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 drove cross country, right? It's exhausting. You're just like sitting there in a car. Doing nothing. Yeah, doing nothing, but it's like the most draining thing because you have this mental stimulation and you're like kind of looking at cars and there's a lot of input to your body. Even if you don't pick it up, like you're going 80. Yeah, yeah. Almost dying at every second of the entire yeah. time. And there's, <laughs> and there's no output. There's no output, really. You know, oh, my, my foot's pressing on the gas. But I, we just drove from Oregon to Arizona and it was super exhausting. Like even when I got like enough sleep, I was just, it was, it's exhausting driving. And so you guys got to realize the things you're doing that even aren't physical are exhausting you. And I'm not even going to go into like the whole stress response to your body, but I would challenge you to clean up your sleep habits, right? By doing those things, staying away from caffeine first thing in the morning, wait 90 minutes, limiting your caffeine. That doesn't mean wait 90 minutes and drink a bang. That's not what I'm saying, right? Limit your caffeine intake, um, probably 200 milligrams or less. If you can do it, that would be optimal. That's what I really try to stick to. And I think I'm pretty good at it. doesn't mean I never have more than that, but I really try to listen to my body, getting sunlight and movement first thing in the morning. And if you only have time for a 10 or 15 minute walk, that's still better than nothing. Like if you're get up and you're like, oh my God, I have like sleep face and all that splash water, go wash your face, walk. Cold shower. Yeah. You could do a cold shower too. I hate cold showers. I know I'm a big puss, but like I... I tried the whole cold shower thing. You can't really do a cold shower in Arizona anyway. Yeah, I, I just avoid the same. I just avoided it per personally. Like I didn't like it. But I wake up, I splash water in my face. Even if it's like you know I'm I'm late, I really try to literally walk to the bottom or uh, end of my block and back. It literally takes me three minutes. But like I do feel better. I feel yeah. a little more awake. 
you get your blood flowing. I get to like look at nature and like take in a big deep breath of fresh air instead of being in the house and office all day long. And like, I just feel better. And I do think that makes me sleep better. I think it's all interconnected. So you guys got to start proving your sleep quality. Um, another thing is you got to clean up your diet, which does mean less processed yeah. foods. Um, sugar at night. Got to go. Yeah. Like not a lot of sugar at night, not these huge insulin, insulin spikes before you go to bed. Um, you know, cutting out alcohol. I, I know, right. You're going to hate me, but I'm telling you right now that will ruin your sleep. Like you ever, when's the last time you had like five or six drinks with your buddy, right? Do you remember? And then you slept. Even if you didn't wake up hungover, you did not sleep good. You, mm-hmm. even if you think you slept good, you did not sleep good. Your you, body you might was, be paying for it the day after. Yeah, your your body did not go in, in REM, that deep sleep. It did not do what it needs to do. I promise you, it's unpoisoning itself. It's not doing all the other processes, okay? Um, so those are, the, those are the biggest things that made a, a, a change for me. you have anything to add? Yeah, I'll give you uh, my sketchy things that <laughs> made things better for me. Uh, I have, in my, I, my apartment complex, my bedroom faces like the hallway. And then there's like, you know, like just yeah. lighting around the whole place. What I, when I was on the TV show filming, we stayed at this hotel, and the hotel had like three layer curtains. And my, me and my roommate, or you know, one of my competitors in the show, he's like, "You mind if we sleep with it like super cold?" I was like, "Yes, let's do it." We kept the AC. They said sixty-eight. Uh, science has uh, shown that sixty-eight is like the best sleeping temperature. Yeah. So sleep cold, you'll get better sleep. You don't have to be sweating your entire time, and make the room as dark as possible. So I, I realized when I was there, I'm like, you know, even though I have curtains that light is still coming in from that yeah that blackout, one window. Dude. so i went on amazon and i bought a vinyl it's like almost like window tint pitch black i blacked out my bedroom window and i have not had better sleep in my entire life i also went in you see like you, these random like that strip over there has that orange light like the yeah, power strips the charger has that little light to show you the chargers on i took black electrical tape and i blacked out all those because you believe it or not that little tiny blue led from your phone charger brightens up the whole room i made my room pitch black uh keep it cold and yeah that's pretty much it and i've been sleeping like a baby yeah i'm glad you mentioned that i can't believe i forgot that so yeah stay cold got most men right like my wife like bundles up in her blanket and she's yeah. like it's so cold like i, I think men Sheep. run hotter run hot yeah. yeah if you have more muscle more testosterone less body tes- fat yeah testosterone will you say less body fat yeah like if we have less body fat you know what i mean fat's like an insulator yeah. So like the leaner you are, you're just like sweating. Like that's the way I am. The leaner I am, I just sweat. You don't think if you have more body fat, you'll be hotter? Hotter? I don't know. Well, women, generally speaking, have higher body fat than men. They're always cold. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think <laughs> it depends on the person, but like I think general, I think females always say I'm cold and the guy's mm-hmm. always hot, right? And that's why like, you know, she wants to sleep with the big duvet cover and you don't. And Legs so out. I'm just like, <laughs> I love you, but if you want me to be nice and and, and not be grumpy... Can you, cause you like, I can't take off any more stuff, right? Can you just like sleep with a jacket and a blanket? So she has like a separate blanket that so we do. We sleep at 71 just because our AC bill in Arizona is like $550 a month in the summer. Yeah. Stupid. Right. Um, and so I, I don't go colder than that. If the electricity was free, I'd definitely be at like 68, but we also have the fan going and our blankets, not that thick. Um, and we do have big blackout curtains for sure. In this room over here, there's blackout curtains for the mm-hmm. podcast, but I, yeah, sleeping when it's super, super, super dark. And do you know why? Because if, have you ever like slept in during the, um, during the weekend or whenever, and 
the light wakes you up. They actually have alarm clocks that are a lamp. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, that slowly get brighter and they emit, I think, like actual UV light or something. And it's supposed to wake you up because that's how naturally we're supposed to work. That's why I said walk in the morning, get the sun, because then it tells you start the clock. You know, in 12 hours, we're going to get tired. Um, and the last thing I want to add is, and this is the this is the most difficult thing. That's why I'm keeping it for last. Don't stay up past your tired point. If you if you're like oh, I'm tired at 8:30, but like I just put the kids to bed, and I get it because I was like when my son goes to bed, I I could probably and we usually go to bed to like 10 or 10:30. I could sit there and say, all right, I could stay up a little bit, but if you go past that point, you get re-woken re woken up. Yeah, you know, and you're up till three. Yeah, and you're up till you know late. Now I, I don't really struggle with that, but I know for a lot of people, if your body's yelling at yeah, if your body's yelling at you to go to sleep, go to sleep. Like, I know it's hard. You didn't get a wine. People say, I need more wind down time. No, you don't. You like, I know mentally you might think you do, but like your body's trying to wind you down. That's what it's telling you to do. Go to sleep. Um, and honestly, like if you really want to watch the show, wake up early and watch it or, you know, sleep in the next day, do whatever. Right. So, you know, I, I think being cautious or conscious, sorry, of, of how, well, you sleep is the most important thing. Like I know every day I wake up, I literally spend probably like one minute thinking about how I slept. I, it might seem weird. Most people don't. They just wake up and they're like, start moving and getting their stuff ready. I always think of like, how do I feel the first like couple minutes I'm up? Do I feel like dog crap? Do I feel tired? Do I feel groggy? What did I do the night before? And you'll figure out what works best for you, but you have to start these things. Like he likes to eat late at night. Um, I like a, a good size meal a few hours before. However, because eating a big meal does raise your core temperature because of thermogenic effect of food. If you're eating like a big steak and stuff right before you go to bed, in theory, it will raise your core temperature. And to be able to sleep well, your core temperature has to drop. So you're like, I want to sleep in a cool room, but I'm getting my body really hot right before I go to bed. So it's really counterproductive for most people. Uh, now you could counteract that by sleeping in a super cold room and you'd probably be okay. Because I don't think eating before bed's bad. I actually think it's great because you have, you know, readily fuel to yep. recover your body. Depends on the person. However, I do know a lot of people that feel like they get super hot. Uh, like I've worked with clients like I get, I'm so hot at night all the time. Like almost like hot flashes and dudes mm -hmm. saying this, right. And I'm like, Oh, well, when do you eat? And they're like, I'm a late night snacker. And they're not snacking. They're eating like, you know, meals or big things of meat before bed. I'm like, okay, not because eating past seven makes you fat. But like, try it. Like if you go to bed at 10, have your last meal at seven and see, and they're like, yeah, I'm sleeping a lot better. So it, it's, you know, different for each person, but, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta implement those things and you gotta sleep better because if you're not sleeping, you're not recovering your central nervous system, you're going to be stressed and poor sleep is probably one of the biggest precursors to being overweight and having diabetes, by the way. So if, if you're struggling with losing body fat and because you're not sleeping well and your cortisol levels high, I mean, we have clients, we, we ask them check-ins every single week. How many hours are you sleeping? A lot of people I see like five and I'm like, how do you sleep five hours? I die. And, but those same people are struggling with their energy levels. Like, duh. Right. And they're also saying that it's very hard for them to lose weight, even though their macros are right or their exercise are right. Every one of them, my first action step, cause we also give them weekly actionable steps. I'm like, I don't care what it takes. Don't do Netflix. I know it's going to be really, really challenging this week. Don't watch TV. I need you to get seven or eight hours. The next week, they're like, I feel great. I feel like my metabolism is like ramped up. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, 
you know, and that's the hardest thing for me as a business owner and entrepreneur that's super busy, that has a family, works 12, 14 hours a day. I usually get seven hours of sleep, but I have weeks where I'm like, you will get nine. I don't care what you're going to sacrifice things. You're even if it means missing a workout, you need to get nine. And the next week I can feel my metabolism's like ramped up and I feel better and I don't crave caffeine as much. So, you know, you guys got to get out of that cycle somehow. Try these things that we told you. Try to implement them. And if they're still not working, then you're screwed. No, I'm just kidding. If they're still not working, you probably just have to be more consistent with it and try what works for you. Because you can see Mike does something quite a bit different than me. But the thing that we do have in common, which is one of the biggest takeaways is we're exhausting ourselves, you know, like both physically and mentally, because we both have jobs that are mentally, you know, a lot of like programming and talking to people and doing things like this is, you know, recording a bunch of podcasts is mentally taxing, mm -hmm. you know, um, your brain's working. So exert yourself and you'll sleep better. And if you're not, you need to make time to do it. And, and we spoke about this with the uh, nutrition podcast that we, we did the other day. But uh, stick with it. Don't try something new for sleep and then be like, no, it doesn't work. And then just toss it out. Let, give it a, a chance for a while. For example, my wacky sleep schedule, I've been doing this my entire life. Since I was a teenager, I was always up super late at night. I'm a nighttime person. I, li I, I like peace and quiet. I like getting things done when everyone's sleeping and I'm awake. Uh, but I've been doing this my entire life. When I was fighting MMA and training jiu-jitsu, I would fast all day. Make sure I wasn't full or like almost throwing up like while I'm training and then come home, eat as much food as possible, stay up late and sleep. And I got used to that. So that's what works for me. Don't think like if you're overweight and you have all these goals to follow, you're going to try some extreme lifestyle and then expect that to work for you. So, you yeah, know. yeah, it's it's with everything, guys. You have to be consistent. So it, with with and what you talking about, like with nutrition, with exercise, with everything, give it a good shot. And if you want to know, I'll give you some tangible information. Try it for try it for like. 40 days or more. I don't want to say 30 because I feel like everybody says 30. So try it for 40. Yeah. And if you're like, I can't do that for 40 days. Well, that's... You lying. That, yeah, you can, first of all. <laughs> and the second thing is like, that's your problem. Like, you know what I mean? If, if you can't cut mm -hmm. out alcohol for 40 days, which I know is hard, like even for me, well, try it. I mean, call, try it and then tell me if I'm wrong. You know, or, you know, maybe on, on the weeknights if you've been doing it. Or try to, to get your room really cold and black out the curtains and tell me your sleep doesn't improve. Try to start physically exercising and tell me your sleep doesn't improve, which we know because we train hundreds of active clients right now that are like, I sleep great. Like, you know, before their program, we do questionnaires and they're like, I don't sleep that great. And as soon as they start exercising, they're like, oh, my sleep improves because we ask them every week. So try these things for a substantial amount of time, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 days and then you'll actually know. And it doesn't mean you have to do all of them. You don't have to do all of what I do or all of what he does. But if you're sleeping like crap, you have to change it. Like there, there's, you, you can't keep doing it. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to be low energy for yourself, at your, for your work, and for your kids. you'll die sooner. And you'll die sooner. Like lit literally, literally die. Yeah. yeah, literally die sooner. Because if your cells aren't regenerating, it, your, your heart, your organs are like more taxed. They're running like, ugh, like you know, at this... Uh, like just a lower frequency. And um, yes, there's science to back that. Like, you know, your, your body's under so much stress, stress, you're sympathetic all the time, which means that you're like fight or flight. If it's too active, you will legit die sooner. And if you see those people that have had like heart attacks at 50 and you're like, yeah, it's Joe. He worked all the time. Like he didn't recover. My yeah. father worked his entire life, busted his ass, 
but he slept like a baby. He right. would come home from work, t- 10, 12 hours working on his hands. He was an electrician, carrying ladders, all this stuff. Came home, ate dinner, hung out with us for an hour. Soon as his eyes closed, out. And he's 69 years old, looks like he's 40. Yep, right. So, and and yeah, the sleep is important. And you know, I know you know people that like, you know they're just, just like smoke cigarettes or drink energy drinks. They just like leave off ca- live off caffeine. And it adds like 10 years to how you look and probably 20 years to how you feel. Because some people say like, Oh, you're almost 32 and like, yeah, you're super fit. How do you feel? Catch me on a week where my sleep's bad. I'm like, I feel like I'm almost 40. Yeah. And then catch me on a week where I'm doing those habits and I'm healthy. And I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm in my like early, early 20s. Like I feel great. Mm-hmm. So sleep is a huge predictor of the energy. And then you will not feel motivated to go to the gym and exercise and take care of yourself if you're exhausted. You realize that? So you have to do actions that that come before you want to make yourself healthier. If you're feeling like dog crap because you're tired and exhausted, you know, and you're like, yeah, we'll just take pre-workout every day. Like that's not the answer, right? The answer is do the habits that actually make you sleep better and have a better sleep quality. Then we can, then if you're still struggling once in a while, take pre-workout if you really feel like you need to. Yep. So I know this episode was uh, quite a bit longer guys, but sleep is super important. And I hope you're taking some tangible, actionable steps away from this. You know, we, we do this, this podcast because we want to help you guys. We, we want to provide you information. And I feel like a lot of stuff in the fitness industry is either too sciencey or, uh, it's just not accurate, right? It's, it's not tangible things. And the way that we can tell you is yes, you know, we could tell you about ourselves, but we, we work and have worked with probably over a thousand clients, you know, in combined with our team and, you know, been training for, a long time. Um, so, you know, we have that real life experience and, uh, we just want to be able to help you guys however we can. So, um, I appreciate your time and we'll talk to you guys next time.